Welcome, sports fans, to the Matt Mosley Show on ESPN Central Texas. The presenting sponsor of the Matt Mosley Show is Central National Bank, your leading independent bank with locations in Waco, Temple, and Austin. Additional sponsors include Alan Samuels, Dodge Chrysler, Jeep Ram, Bebert Collision Care Center, Cooper Complete Nutritional Supplements, Common Grounds, Heritage Creamery, Myatt Fuels, Schmoltz's Sandwich Shop, The Baylor Club, and UBO Business Services. And now, ladies and gentlemen, here's Matt Mosley. Hi, this is Matt Mosley. And we are excited to be with you today and uh, getting ready for a 11 a.m. kickoff. West Virginia coming to town uh, this Saturday. And I uh, always love coming to, to Waco, getting into town. I I, uh, I think I'm going to have another uh, common grounds appearance. And uh, Aaron, you gotta you gotta sneak out of the studio someday and join me out there on a stage. I mean, right there on a stage out there, the beautiful bat. They they have uh, concerts out there, <clears throat> and they put the Mosley show. They put us right there on the stage, open the curtains, and there we are in front of unsuspecting college kids who are there trying to study. Hang out a little bit, and suddenly a sports show breaks out. <laughs> oh, man. But um, we're going to do that soon. Perhaps even homecoming. There's some talk about us possibly showing up uh, homecoming. Now, I understand that, uh, well, I think we can make it official now. Uh, I think I have been given permission especially Aaron, since I've put it on social media. But this first time I've said it on our show, uh, that uh, our show is moving. Everybody's like, oh, no. Or, oh, yes, Mosley's, Mosley's going somewhere else. No, 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 no. I am going back to kind of my old calling card. I was 3 to 6. I used to be 10 to noon. I've been all over this dial. But, man, I am... Uh, Excited to tell you that I will be four to six, and game time, which you've uh, been listening to uh, this last year since I had that accident and went in a ditch and broke my neck and back. And um, the good news is I've come all the way back and boy, playing tennis again, doing my thing, and so it's finally time a year after the accident for me to reclaim uh, my old time slot. And so I will go in the afternoons, and Tom will be taking his act to the mornings. And this is a great thing for our local audience because 7 to 9 a.m., I mean, my gosh, all this stuff happens at night. Um, You don't want to wait forever. You don't want to wait. I mean, hopefully you will wait and listen to Mosley. But you can hear Tom Barfield and Ward White's uh, early in the morning. And like so, basically, if game ends at midnight, they'll be ready to react to it at 7 a.m. And that's the perfect time. I mean, most people aren't like me and try to sleep in, stay up. Aaron's like that too. We sleep, we we stay up all night, we sleep in. I mean, we're creatures of a weird habit. Most of our hardworking folks in Central Texas have normal schedules where they have to get up out of bed at six or 6:30 or whatever and go on about their day. And so now you wake up, getting ready, you get in a car, and you're making your commute, and you've got Tom Barfield talking talking sports at 7 a.m. So uh, I know Tom 
is thrilled to have me back in my old place in the afternoons. And uh, that's going to be exciting. 4 to 6 p.m. And I know the Baylor people, man, they've been excited. They're excited. Uh, that, uh, And so all these coaches that we have, we'll continue to have all that. And uh, it'll be a lot of fun. So Mosley goes to, that sounds weird. I'm talking about myself in third person. The Matt Mosley Show will be at um, 4 to 6. And then, boy, I tell you, I should have led with this. Uh, John Morris, the voice of the Bears, and uh, my great friend for many, many years. Don't know, don't have a lot of friends that are ranked ahead of uh, John. I don't do my friend rankings that often. But John is right there at the top of the list. And John is going to move till 3 o'clock. Move to 3 o'clock. All right? So, uh, that's how it's going to work. I've been at three. He's been at two. So it's just not, not you know, just it's a movement. We're just kind of moving down the, the day a little bit, and this will be fun. Morris at three, and then Mosley from four to six. Now, Aaron Sexton, you know, I I tend to kind of think about, like, mostly where I fit into all this. Does this is this going to be okay with your day? Are you, I mean, for Aaron Sexton, does this does this change much? Um, now you're all going to have to talk to me more, because with a two hour show, Aaron, I'm going to need I'm going to require even more attention. I know you think that's shy, that's impossible that I would demand more attention than I already do, but Aaron, I'm going to need I'm going to probably need more time from you each afternoon as we set this up. Are you are you ready to deal with that? Are you have you even have you talked to people who've worked with me to kind of learn? A little more about what I'm about. I have, I, I have, and you know that's that's kind of the only downside. But other than that, it, it's going to work. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Uh, no, I mean as far as my schedule it works, great. You know, I mean I get a little more time uh, in the afternoon to work on on show things and 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 other things for the station and uh, get ready for uh, your uh, John show and your show. So uh, as far as my schedule, it works out works out really really well. Now, I don't know if they've told you. Now, there, you're, there's also an expectation that you're up there at 6 a.m. every day um, helping Tom, because Tom obviously has leaned on you a lot and loves having you around. Have they told you that part of it, Aaron, yet, or is this is this news to you? Yeah, no. <laughs> Aaron, I'm kidding. It's okay. <laughs> oh, you're I not, know. You're not. Okay. All right. Well, you got kind of quiet. <laughs> no, I'm just like, yeah, no. No, no, no. no. <laughs> Oh, man. Big day plan today. And, Aaron, I'm giving you some credit for this because this is a guy I've known forever, but I didn't really – it didn't dawn on me to think, well, maybe our audience would want to hear from him. But there's a huge book that's coming out, um, and it's it's about the Patriots. And uh old ESPN buddy of mine, Seth Wickersham, wrote it. And it, it'll be out, I don't know, any day now. But um, at some point, Aaron, you said, hey, Mosley, should we have Seth on? I said, well, maybe so. And so I reached out to Seth, and he is coming on with us today. Aaron, remind me, I'm not uh, – let's – and let's – Aaron, you're always great about getting people on a little early, and I love how you do that. But I think he's got an interview right before us, so let's wait right up until 344 or 345. But today at 345, um, Seth Wickersham, who's written this kind of – well, I don't know if you call it famous or infamous. It's gotten a lot of attention. Do you feel like that uh, – Aaron, you feel like that uh, 
this book is getting some pretty good buzz. Oh, absolutely. I feel like it's about the buzziest sports book in a long time. Well, just something I read yesterday, Bill Belichick came out and said, you know, I don't think I've even talked to the guy. And Seth was like, we've literally talked for hours. I have it recorded and on record. I don't know what he's talking about. We've talked about, you know, and he named the subject that they had talked about in their interviews. You know, it's just like, I don't know why he's going on shows and saying this. It's, you know, provably untrue. It's it's crazy. But I, I'm looking forward to reading the book. Uh, uh, it's, a, it's a subject that interests me greatly. And uh, just from the ex- excerpts I've read, it, it looks like it's going to be a really good book. All right. Um, I, uh, boy, I love this. I love this Fonville, the great Fonville. You know, we always talk about, uh, uh, Aaron, our, our unbelievable presenting sponsor, Central National Bank. When I kind of put the word out social media-wise that, uh, that, we, uh, that we were doing this uh, on, on Twitter, which is my favorite medium, did Instagram, like, go down or something, Aaron? <laughs> I feel like my, my like, disinterest in, in Instagram has paid off. Like, I think Instagram just went away the other day for a little while. Well, Maybe it's back, but did it just disappear or something? What yeah, happened to Instagram? Facebook and Instagram were down most of the day, uh, I believe, yesterday <laughs> or Monday, one of those two. I was sleeping while it happened. I woke up to a lot of friends freaking out about it. But, oh, no. but Instagram's more Instagram's more of uh, entertainment, th- you know? I mean, there's... There, there's sports figures on there, but it's not sports yeah. content. Like Twitter is a lot of sports content, yeah. and sports news. So, I mean, I I do, uh, you know, other social media, but as far as sports, it's it's mostly a hundred percent Twitter. Okay, and and the reason I brought up uh, Fonville, executive vice president of uh, of uh, Central National Bank, is because he's offered now um, to do a beautiful graphic for our announcement that the show is moving to four to six. Okay. So that'll be, that'll be very exciting. And we'll be able to put that out on social media. All right, Aaron, you like that? Just a really nice. Um, and now <laughs> because I never stop asking for favors from the, he's literally only asked me for one favor in his life and it's this week and I'm, I'm unable to deliver on it for him and I'm very upset at myself for it. But, um, uh, I'm telling him now that we need a graphic for Seth, uh, Seth Wickersham. Um, what is this? What's the name of this book that he's done, Aaron? It's the uh, uh, this. I'm just going to say this new Patriots book. Okay, cool. Better to be uh, feared. Okay, that's the name of the book. Author of Better to Better to be feared. Yes, it's got okay. uh, a very a longer title. Uh, let me see. Okay, cool. Now, I just wanted to get um, Fonville. Yeah, he's just, no good deed goes undone or goes unpunished, I should say, because he was just reaching out to see if he could yeah, it's, do uh, a nice graphic for us. Oh, it, go ahead. It's better to be feared. The New England Patriots Dynasty and the Pursuit of Greatness by Seth Wicker, oh, Wickersham. Y- okay. Okay, so there, it's is in there. It, yes, it's it, better it's, to be feared. That's why I double-checked. Uh it, it's better it's to be better feared to is the name of the book. Okay. Okay. Good. I'm gonna get the actual thing to follow. Uh, okay. Good. Good. I think folks really love when we pull back the curtain and produce on the air. But Brian Fonville is one of the greatest, and um, our presenting sponsor is um, is just Central National Bank. The things they do for us, the Nesbitt family, 
got Nesbitts or bankers. They got lawyers. They got people down in Austin. And then the location is Central National Bank. And by the way, the families behind Central National Bank. Someday, Aaron, I'm going to get those families from uh, Fonville. I'm going to list them. I could tell some of some of them is off the top of my head. But it's like ambassadors in the country and stuff, like very very famous people. Uh, and they're and and they're all Central Texas people, and they own this bank, which is very very cool. Central National Bank. Also, want to take the opportunity to. Uh, to uh to to say thanks to common grounds and the coffee that i love drinking when i'm in town uh which is most of the time and uh i i i the other day i was out at the uh location at uh oh the, the one out in woodway God, i love that it's it's attached to the pizza place um slow rise i think that it's called but i i took it out i went outside they got beautiful for both the slow rise pizza people and common grounds and there are some signs during busy times of the day, like lunch and dinner, they ask the coffee folks to kind of stay over on their assigned seating areas. I like how they do it. But the coffee folks have like a fun little outdoor area. And then the Slow Rise Pizza, where they have all these different drinks on tap, they have a place to hang out. And I, just an awesome. I love the whole Heritage Creamery, Common Grounds family, the Batsons. And I love the fact that uh, I knew the original owners from when I was at Baylor. And uh, all that is fun. Now, Aaron, I want you to get excited about this. Our next guest today at 315 is going to be, or 320, I should say, is going to be like, I've been wanting to do this, is a Baylor, like a film person that watches all the film and breaks it all down and can tell us, okay, here's what's going on with Gary. Okay, here's what's going on with the defense. Here's why they couldn't move the ball. I love this stuff. I used to have a guy named Sam Bradshaw, and unfortunately he's with another group, and so he's not allowed to come on. But this guy is really awesome. I've been enjoying his stuff. Uh, Travis Roeder's his name, and uh, he's going to join us next. One other thing I wanted to say, Aaron, since I haven't said it yet, so I'll just take a couple of minutes on this. Jalen Smith just got released yesterday. I'm getting ready to go out to dinner with my wife last night, and I'm like, oh, 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 hold on, hold on. The Cowboys just just flat out just released a starting linebacker. You say, well, is he starting really? Well, kind of. I mean, with, with, with some of the guys that have been out, Keanu Neal, he and Van Der Esch have been getting a lot of the playing time, so he's really kind of the starter. Well, what's going to happen now is Jabril Cox, who's a rookie, Parsons, who can maybe play some more back there, Van Der Esch, I mean, there's there's more opportunity, and for and part of this had to do with an injury. He needed to play this year because he was guaranteed this money. Uh, next year, he would be guaranteed like nine point two million. So for whatever reason, they just went ahead and got rid of him. Now, why didn't you trade him? Well, I don't know. I mean, I, I you know it's a good, it's a fair question. I think the thought is, with as poorly as he's played, maybe nobody's going to come in and trade for that contract. Now, um, the Panthers just swooped in and got a guy in uh, 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 Steph uh, Gilmore out of uh, out of the Patriots. So that's really interesting. But for whatever reason, Jalen Smith just flat out got released, and there was no trade or anything involved. So I, I'm uh, I get I, I get that our Cowboys fans probably want me to discuss that a little bit more. I'll do it at some point. Don't get me I, tomorrow. Let's book some time on that, Aaron, uh, for Thursday to do like a full-blown examination of Jalen Smith because I think our people, especially our Cowboys fans, 
expect that out of us. Sure, so and I can yeah. and I can say that uh, I think it was R.J. Ochoa from Blogging the Boys reported that they did try to trade him. They just didn't find any takers because they knew that if, if, if they didn't trade for him, the Cowboys would more than likely release him, have to pay the contract, and then they could pick him up for basically the minimum. So, Okay, you heard it there, and uh, we'll kind of keep our eye on all of that, but some very interesting stuff, and I have some more thoughts on Jalen Smith, but I'm really anxious to try a uh, new young man who is uh, really become kind of handy in the film room. And so get your Baylor kind of film questions. What's going on with the linebacker? What's going on with the uh, what's going on with the offense? What was the offense doing the other day? What are they get them get them ready and and hit us up on the CNC Collision text line 254-662-1660. We'll go to the film room next. This weather update is brought to you by the Nitsche Group. Since 1949, Texans have secured their insurance needs through the Nitsche Group. Learn more at thenitschegroup.com. This is a Fox 44 weather update. I'm Chief Meteorologist Mike LaPointe. Mostly clear skies tonight and, again, very quiet conditions. Lows fall to 59 degrees. It'll be mostly sunny tomorrow. It's going to be a hot day. Highs top out at 93 degrees and mostly sunny on Friday. About the same with a high of 92. Join me every weeknight during Fox 44 News at 536 and 9. For your forecast first, plus check out fox44news.com for any changes in the weather. Waco Lions football on ESPN Central Texas. The Waco Lions travel to DeSoto to take on the Eagles this Friday night. Our coverage of Waco football will begin at 6.30 with the pregame show. We'll have the kickoff and all the play-by-play just after 7 o'clock. After the game, it's the Friday night high school football scoreboard show presented by Southwest Sports Medicine. Don't miss Waco and DeSoto this Friday night at 6.30 here on ESPN Central Texas. Myatt Fuels should be your first and local choice for high-quality fuel and lubricant. They are Central Texas-owned and operated independent distribution and bulk delivery company. You call, they haul. They deliver on-road diesel, off-road, farm diesel, gasoline, and non-ethanol gasoline. Known for the great pricing and quickest delivery. Call Nick, the owner, for all your gasoline delivery needs at 675-8107. That's Myatt Fuels. Call Nick at 675-8107. Or look for Myatt Fuels on Facebook. When it comes to automotive collision repair, there is a difference in a business certified by the major auto manufacturers and one that's not. Bebrick Collision Care Center is a certified repair shop by Chrysler, Ford, General Motors, Hyundai, Kia, Nissan, and Subaru. Their list of services include collision repair and refinishing, structural repair and frame straightening, paintless dent repair, and full automotive detailing. Family-owned since 1962, Bebrick Collision Care Center, 1515 LaSalle Avenue in Waco. In 2011, three siblings went on an eight-day, 15-state, AK-47-wielding crime spree. Introducing the Doherty Gang Podcast. Armed, dangerous, and all in the same family. This manhunt has been going on for more than a week. Each episode tells the true story of one family's cross-country criminal rampage. My sister's a crazy one, my brother's a muscle, and the youngest is the brain. Listen to the Doherty Gang. That's D-O-U-G-H-E-R-T-Y Gang. Wherever you get your podcasts. Everyone loves shopping online. Well, I'm going to tell you what I tell my golf buddies when they buy clubs. Stop searching for coupon codes. Download Capital One Shopping to your computer. Capital One Shopping instantly searches for available coupon codes and automatically applies them at checkout. Plus, it's free, and you don't even need a Capital One card to use it. 
That's like hitting a hole in one without even trying. Capital One Shopping. It's kind of genius. What's in your wallet? Savings and available coupons vary. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Ward Watch with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update. Dallas Cowboys have released linebacker Jalen Smith. The Cowboys owe him his full $7.2 million base salary and will save $9.2 million on next year's salary. Looking to address the growing number of transfers, the NCAA Division I Council approved a one-year waiver that will allow college football teams to sign up to seven players to replace those who leave. The waiver will allow to sign 25 players plus as many as seven transfers, not high school players, to replace those who transfer out the first term. The Red Sox beat the Yankees last night in the wild card, 6-2. Now will face the Rays. In the National League, the Cardinals and Dodgers tonight in the wild card. First pitch at 7-10. Catch the Scott Stewart Show tonight from Wings Pizza and Things in Temple on Fox Sports Central Texas starting at 6 o'clock. Sports Center, every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. is the uh, Matt Mosley show. Aaron Sexton alongside. Had a big announcement earlier today. We're moving four to six. Tom Barfield going to the mornings. Wake up with Tommy Barfield, and you can do that starting seven to nine on Monday. And then, uh, and then of course, John Morris. The John Morris show, uh, always one of my favorites. That will be at three o'clock. So John and I uh, part of the deal was John and I had to stay together in some way, and uh, John and I uh, made that a prerequisite, and they, uh, our demands were honored, and we appreciate that from management. Okay, we're joined by a guy. Man, I've been wanting to talk to this guy. Travis Roeder is with Our Daily Bears. I know he's into all kinds of stuff, but, man, he's been doing a lot of film work, and I've enjoyed kind of watching the cut-ups that he does and, the, and all the film work. Uh, Travis, welcome, uh, welcome to the, uh, the Matt Mosley show. Not hearing him, Aaron. Should be. Yeah, not hearing Travis. Yeah, no, I'm, um. Okay, we are, uh, trying to make it give work. Give me just a second. That's okay. It is, uh, on the Matt Mosley show. Um, occasionally little things happen and we will endeavor to get Travis Roeder on the phone. He had him just a moment ago and then. Yeah, apparently we got disconnected, so I'll I'll get him back on. Oh, okay. Okay. After I gave him that nice introduction, my goodness, Travis Roeder, our daily bears, Tim Watkins, some of our friends there. Love those guys that, uh, we've got a lot of friends, even though I think those guys are all kind of at odds with each other. I think they actually like each other, but uh, 247 and rivals and all the different things. But uh, I believe uh, Our Daily Bears is part of that uh, 24-7. It's hard to keep everybody straight. But uh, Travis does an extremely nice job on all this film work. And we used to do an old segment on my radio show in Dallas for years called Film Don't Lie. And we would have like a scout like Glenn Stretch Smith on and um, and then we would kind of tell you, we would break down the game, what the scouts picked up on, and uh, and I think that's where Travis is really going to help us. Okay, good. Travis, I'm sorry. I, I gave you such a, 
a nice uh, introduction, and then I couldn't hear you. I think your phone dropped. I hope you found higher ground because I'm going to blame this on your phone. Uh, okay. It is Travis Roeder, our Daily Bears. And, uh, Travis, appreciate you. Appreciate all the good work you've been doing. Well, thanks. Thanks for having me on, Matt. Yeah, you bet. Um, man, everybody's wanting to know the uh, the same thing, and it's, you know, what in the world? We'll look at West Virginia a little bit, but let's look back for a second. Some of the things that had been really good about the Baylor offense were not good at all, and you had been so pleased about the running game, the way Gary was playing, the way the line was playing. Let me ask you this. When you broke this thing down, and, and I've read a lot of your stuff, but for our audience, did you see – like major breakdowns along the offensive line? Was it as simple as one guy missing a block? Like, how how big were the failures in this game? Uh, and and do you think it's is, – is there a reason that Baylor Nation should be in a panic? No, absolutely not. I mean – well, I mean, I guess I won't ever tell anybody what to do. I mean, if you want to panic, go ahead. But um, – I don't think that there was any sort of kind of massive failures. The problem for Baylor was that kind of anytime they did fail, whenever one player did fail, like if one guy on the line got whipped, he got whipped pretty good. So a lot, there were a lot of plays where four out of the five offensive linemen did really well, and there was a pretty clear hole developing. Uh, but one of the guards just kind of wasn't able to seal their guy and got pushed in the backfield three or four yards um, so I guess in that sense, you know, it's kind of in, you would have individual massive failure sparse, but uh, sparse through there, but nothing like 2020 where it was just like every play you could look at four or five, six guys all kind of massively failing, and there was almost no hope. Um, so this is a game where it was just they went against a really good defensive line. Um, they weren't really, you know, they, they weren't able to hold it up, and and there's kind of a lot of other stuff kind of schematically and. Um, uh, choice of play calls and other thing, other things like that that kind of went into it. Just so kind of a low snap count too when you think about it. Baylor just didn't have that many snaps, so all of the issues were exacerbated, and you were able to kind of put everything under a magnifying glass um, due to the low snap count as well. Yeah, and isn't it funny that as as fans and media, a lot of times play calling, play calling, it's horrible. Now I thought that was interesting. You said you're usually not one of those people, but you did. You were a little curious. At, at at some of the calls that were made now Travis you you know you I think you kind of like that this team's gone forward a lot on fourth down uh looking back you know you're you're good at analytics and looking at all this stuff third and or excuse me fourth and four from your own 36 my gut at the time I didn't have like a visceral reaction like this is bad I think my visceral reaction came after I saw what they did which was a Gary kind of roll out and run for his life, and the play never had a chance. Were, were, did you have a similar reaction, or what, what was your thought on, uh, on Baylor electing to go for it uh, in a situation where I believe it was 17-14, they were down at the time, defense playing well, with about, I want to say, 8.36 left in the game? <laughs> you want to say exactly right. And I'll, I'll just briefly have a comment about play calling, and then I'll talk about the fourth down um, if that's okay with you. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, like you said, I'm generally very kind of reflexively kind of against uh, – I feel like generally p- complaints about play calling are actually complaints about something else, uh, but it's very tangible and easy to kind of just say, well, that play didn't work, so the call was bad. In general, plant complaints about play calling I think have more about to do with how the offense is structured, you know, how it's designed all off season, and then you're kind of limited by what plays you can actually call in a game. 
Um, and so that, that's kind of my thing there. And, and when this happened against Oklahoma State, um, I do think there were some calls uh, that were questionable, uh, but it wasn't a massive failure across the game, I don't think. Again, I think it's something that's kind of highlighted by just the pure low number of snaps. Um, and then to, uh, specifically about the fourth down, um, yes, I, I was in favor of them going for it there. Uh, it's a very difficult uh, answer to give succinctly because in all of these decisions, it's a, it's a binary yes-no decision, right? But there's a literally you know a thousand different factors that go to it. But at the end of the day, the coach has to make the choice. Does going for it here make it more or less likely that we win the football game? And I think when you look at a lot of things there, I know Baylor was only down three points, uh, but with eight minutes left in the game, if you punt the ball away there and then Oklahoma State has a long drive, potentially scores again, you're looking, Baylor can only really feel comfortable about having maybe one, maybe two more possessions in the game. Um, and then I, I think when you kind of, you know, put, get down to brass knuckles there, people might say, well, the offense is struggling, so how do you go for it? And then my answer to that is basically, well, if the offense is struggling, you're never going to win the game. So at some point, you got to move the ball. Uh, yeah, you can quibble with the play call. You can uh, try and think about whether they could have done something um, better there. But at the end of the day, I think them um, having that mentality as a team, knowing that they're a team that goes for it, and it sends a good message to the sideline that like we're not going to deviate from who we are just because we're afraid of the situation. So I like the mentality aspect of it too. Obviously, you wish you had it there. They had uh, they had converted on a critical fourth down earlier in the game for a touchdown. So yeah. I kind of like it from the culture aspect of sticking with who they are too. Travis Roeder uh, joining us, Our Daily Bears. You could uh, read him on there, and then you know, his Twitter site, his uh, his Twitter handle is is a good one. And uh, and I like I like the way you cut up the film. Uh, in, in addition to kind of talking about different things. Man, when you put a good thread together for me, that's the stuff I really love. I'm a big NBA fan, Travis, so you can imagine I love that kind of stuff. I'm a jazz fan, even more so now that they have more Baylor players. I was going to so say, I bet so. I, yeah. I can't – yeah, but even before, I love Quinn, and, and, and I liked, uh, mm-hmm. you know, the fact they had Royce there and all those guys, but I just love that whole team. Donovan Mitchell is, uh, is my favorite player in the NBA. So anytime a, a writer puts a, a long th- – I mean – I'm a writer, Travis. Uh, I, I I wish I knew how to do all that, you know, like actually post those things. But I kind of like just reading it. I don't want to become the writer who does that, but I love reading it and all that. But from a perspective, Travis, the, I mean, imagine that, being plus three from a turnover margin. Uh, you tell a, a coach, hey, you're going to be plus three. You're going to have three interceptions. You're going to be plus three at halftime. And they're down 14 nothing. I mean, that's almost unfathomable. Uh, I said that word weirdly, but I mean, think about it. Cowboys had a game, maybe the first game of the season, where they had a a big plus. I don't know if it's plus two or plus three, and they lost that game to Tampa Bay. I think when you have that kind of turnover margin, and you come out of a game and you lose it, that that to me more than anything, more than even the play calling or whatever, has to drive a coach insane. Well, yeah, I mean, in all turnovers, swing games, in you know, I, I think. It kind of depends on where the turnover happens on the field, right? But I think in general they're worth four or five points per turnover. So I'm, I'm pulling that number out of my butt. I, I don't know exactly, but they're worth a lot of points. And so it kind of amassed a situation where Baylor was in it at the very end. Um, but you know, obviously you have to earn your turnovers. But um, you know, I think you know being down 14 nothing at halftime, up to it, they had to be counting their lucky stars that it wasn't a lot worse because it definitely could have been a lot worse. Um, 
Yeah, I mean, that's frustrating. Uh, and, and, and that's why I think it's so worth kind of looking at each play and figuring out what's going on, because if you just kind of look at the total stats, sometimes it can be misleading. You know, for basically the vast majority of that game, uh, it wasn't a three-point game, even though it was there at the end. You know, at, the, at the scoreboard, I think out of 12 drives or something that Baylor had, only two or three of them were really even uh, – they scored touchdowns on two of them, and I think they might have gotten a couple first downs on another – uh, but mostly it was a lot of ineffectiveness. So, yeah, I think the turnovers kind of masked what was really a, a worse game for them than it uh, appeared from the final score. Travis, give me your uh, thoughts uh, on Gary. Um, he says great moments. I think you've been very bullish on Gary Bohannon in, in the way he's played. Uh, nobody on offense, with the ex- possible exception of Abram Smith and maybe Estrada, I think had a particularly great game. You might have, again, when you cut these things up, you might see one lineman <laughs> or somebody that, yeah. that that actually did have a great game. So you can correct me on that. But uh, I, I am interested in, is Gary seeing everything he's supposed to see? I want to say one comment you might have had was that, like, on one of those deep balls, he just didn't, he didn't get to step into it. Um, and, and maybe that was a chance, and I think that was the throw – to Ebner, maybe down the left sideline, in, in, mm. and that was a one that he'd like to have back because Ebner got wide open down that sideline. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, just kind of funnily because you said maybe there's one lineman. Uh, just to quickly say, the the center Jacob Gall has been awesome all year, and he okay. has continued to play awesome. Um, he had a great game. Um, but yeah, I love Gary. Uh, I think he's. I think a big reason I've been so bullish on him all year is because. I felt like I had a decent, you know, we haven't really seen much in the past few years, but given what we saw in high school and given what I was able to see in practices that I was able to go to and stuff, I, I really kind of just had a, a, a decent grasp of like, well, you know, Baylor can just kind of hope to get some okay offense out of him running the ball, you know, throwing some simple concepts. And if they get some okay offense with a great defense, they could be a pretty decent team. But I think what we've seen over these first four or five games is that Gary's been a lot more than just okay. And even when you look at the, um, you know, the Oklahoma State game, obviously he had his uh, negative moments. I think in particular it was the first game where he was really had pressure on him all day. I mean, basically any time they called any sort of deep shot or even any sort of drop back pass of, of any sort, you know, he had guys in his face. Oklahoma State was getting after him. And so I think that particularly by the end of the game, uh, he was, uh, you know, as they say, seeing ghosts, and it's not that's not a that's something that happens to pretty much every quarterback because if you get enough pressure on them, you know, they're going to feel it even if it's not there. But by and large, I mean, you look at some of these balls that he was throwing downfield, and his he's really calm, and um, I think that's been the most surprising thing for a guy that hasn't played a lot of quarterback. He's super calm in the pocket, and even when Oklahoma State was getting after him, and even when he was seeing ghosts. He was still trying to get the ball downfield, but it might have just kind of affected his footwork and stuff like that. So I think as he gets more experience, um, as he gets more experience, he'll have more experience with that and being able to stay even cooler and calmer. But when you look at where where most guys are at after five starts, it would have looked a lot worse against Oklahoma State than it did for Gary. I thought overall he still played a pretty pretty dang good game. All right, I've not left this time to talk about West Virginia, so I'll get you, uh, you know, you might have to come on tomorrow. <laughs> I'll get you on and put you in these, uh, yeah. No, Travis, this is fun. I, I appreciate you um, I appreciate you doing this, and uh, I, I'm, I'm, there's just so many things. Let me ask you this, by the way, last thing I'll ask you. Who is, because uh, like uh, 
Uh, Randolph has really been a surprise to me. Uh, uh, Bryson Jackson did some really good things in that game. I, I, to me, I believe that um, Jalen Petrie's maybe the best player on this team. I, I always am going to say that guy's the best. In my mind, he's the best player on that defense. But have any of those guys, and I love the cornerbacks, I really do, and it'll be good to have Barnes back. But who is the who would you say is kind of your under-the-radar MVP so far uh, this season? Because we have huge respect for, like, Bernard, and, and obviously Matt Jones has come on. If you'd stop getting these post uh, – uh, play penalties, um, but is there anybody that, when you watch these the, the film, is just showing off like Maxwell or whoever that that is that has surprised you a little bit on defense? Yeah, big question coming into the year, and sorry, a big reason we're running out of time is because I'm giving such long-winded answers. My apologies, but <laughs> no, you're fine. Uh, I think I think a bit of a cop-out answer here is the defensive line as a whole, but specifically. Uh, the last guy you mentioned there, Cole Maxwell, one of Baylor's starting defensive ends. And uh, Gabe Hall is another guy who's come on. Uh, I think he might have been Baylor's best defensive lineman in that Oklahoma State game alongside Apu Aika and Cole Maxwell. Uh, really the only reason they're holding it together as well as they are in defense this year is because the defensive line has taken a major step up from last year. Every one of those guys is much, much better than they were last year. I mean, obviously a big part of that is just that they were able to play at a normal weight. You know, last year these guys were playing 20, 30 pounds underweight because of COVID. Um, but so, yeah, Cole Maxwell, Gabe Hall, Apu Ika is really starting to come into his own. The defensive line is really controlling things. Um, even though Oklahoma State was able to move the ball decently well kind of throughout the night, um, when you look at how the defensive line played, it could have been a lot worse if you had a, a, a worse unit out there. So, yeah, those guys are learning really well under uh, Coach DJ, Dennis Johnson, the defensive line coach. They play with great technique. They're big, they're strong, and they're physical. And so they've had a really great start to the year, which is good because some other aspects of the defense have not, not been as good as they want them to be. So, All right. And to show some levity, uh, Travis, because, boy, you are heavy into this film, and I love it. I love all that stuff. But at some point, I'd like you to maybe put a tweet out breaking down the film of Ika's uh, uh, River Dance. And kind of okay. and break that. Yeah, I, I think you got it. Every once in a while, you know, you you got a great fastball, but throw your breaking stuff and give them kind of the, the the rotor breakdown of the river dance. I think people would would love that kind of thing. Now, again, I could get you in trouble. You probably should just stick to your game plan. But uh, <laughs> uh, tell Watkins Mosley thought that you should do that. Okay. All right. Right on. All right, Travis. Appreciate you, man. We'll talk to you soon. All right. Thanks, Matt. Appreciate it. All right, Travis Roeder, there he is, and uh, I like that. I like that. Aaron, that's good. I mean, you and I, we're very opinionated people. We love to watch these things and react to them, but I kind of like having somebody that that watches the film and breaks all that stuff down and looks at who missed a block. And I mean, I think our people, I think our people are going to enjoy that, maybe having Traps on. Uh, Aaron, do we have that in our budget uh, uh, to have a film guy? Do you know? Will you take a peek at that and make sure? I don't know if we do or not, but uh, but it'll be fun. I I think Travis is going to be – I think he would be a good addition. Absolutely. I I like that. He's an analytics guy, which we – you know, you don't get a lot of that on the show, and I think it's important. Some people don't. I do. I think it's a big deal. And and most colleges and professional teams think it's a big deal too because they all have analytics departments. Yeah, I take great offense to that comment because I thought I was a huge analytics guy. So <laughs> I am uh, very bothered by that, Aaron. Okay, it is the Matt Mosley Show. Aaron Sexton 
alongside as always. We will ride together four to six starting Monday. Four to six, and then Tommy's taking his group and moving right over to the mornings. That's going to be fun. Morning radio, seven to nine. Wake up with Tom and then ride home with Mosley. The Baylor Bears return to McLean Stadium this Saturday as they host the West Virginia Mountaineers. Our coverage of Baylor football on ESPN Central Texas begins with Game Day Live from Touchdown Alley Saturday morning at 7 a.m. and it's presented by the Office of Baylor Alumni. We'll have a preview of the Bears and the Mountaineers plus a look around the Big 12 and a whole lot more. Don't miss Baylor Game Day Live presented by the Office of Baylor Alumni Saturday morning at 7 from Touchdown Alley on ESPN Central Texas. Slovacek Sausage has found a great home in Central Texas, and we're growing with you. We have found so many ways to celebrate all the great things about Texas, football, family, and friends, and so much more. We have all of the barbecue, specialty meats, and over 35 kinds of kolaches to make your next meal or gathering a great success, and we do all the work. If you're on the road, we have the best place for your pooch to stop and stretch with our beautiful dog park. So with the hospitality of Texas and our Czech heritage, Vitame Voss. That means we welcome you. At Slovacek's, you'll love our sausage. Whether it's your first rodeo or your 50th, you don't want to miss out on one hot rodeo presented by AIP Energy. Come out and see professional bull riders, high-speed team events, barrel racing, mutton busting buckaroos, and much more. You're up for the rowdiest rodeo in town, the Heart of Texas Parent Rodeo, October 8th and 9th and 14th through the 16th. Get your tickets at hotfair.com today. We can't wait to see you there. Hey, it's Matt Mosley. NeighborWorks Waco has been assisting Central Texas families in the home buying process for 28 years. They're ready to assist you. Not enough money for down payment or a low credit score? NeighborWorks Waco has programs to help you improve your credit score and get the best loan with the least out-of-pocket expense. Call 254-752-1647 or visit nw-waco.org to get started. NeighborWorks Waco helps families of all income levels open the door to home ownership. NeighborWorks Waco, home ownership the right way. When you bought your home, it was a big and emotional investment. The last thing you want to discover is termites or any wood-destroying insect causing damage. At 855-BUGS, we understand the value of a safe home, and we want to protect you and your loved ones from all the pests that live in hidden places. Let us ensure your home is protected with a full inspection, preventative treatment, and a comprehensive ongoing treatment plan to stay ahead of termites and all pests. Visit 855-BUGS.com to learn more about our promise to protect your home and family. Since 1975, Schmaltz's Sandwich Shop has been serving their one-of-a-kind sandwiches, soups, and salads to hungry Central Texans. They start early in the morning baking their homemade artisan bread. The sandwiches are oven-toasted, giving the bread a crunchy crust covering and a soft and dry, airy center. Ask for everyone's favorite, the Schmaltz, a combination of three cheeses, three meats, and all the fixins. They welcome phone-in orders at their town west or downtown locations. Waco Born and Bread, Schmaltz's Sandwich Shop. Looking for the perfect home to rent? Shamrock Property Management offers quality houses, townhomes, and duplexes for lease in the greater Waco area. Whether you're looking for a low-maintenance duplex or an executive home with plenty of space or something in between, Shamrock Property Management can help you find just the perfect place to call home. Let their dedicated team help you locate a rental home that fits both your lifestyle and budget. Learn more at shamrockmgt.com. ESPN Radio Sports Center. 
I'm Ward Leitch with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update. Dallas Cowboys have released linebacker Jalen Smith. The Cowboys owe him his full $7.2 million base salary and will save $9.2 million on next year's salary. Looking to address the growing number of transfers, the NCAA Division I Council approved a one-year waiver that will allow college football teams to sign up to seven players to replace those who leave. The waiver will allow to sign 25 players plus as many as seven transfers, not high school players, to replace those who transfer out the first term. The Red Sox beat the Yankees last night in the wild card, 6-2. Now will face the Rays. In the National League, the Cardinals and Dodgers tonight in the wild card. First pitch at 7-10. Catch the Scott Stewart Show tonight from Wings Pizza and Things in Temple on Fox Sports Central Texas starting at 6 o'clock. Sports Center, every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. Matt Mosley show ESPN Central Texas and uh, pleased to have an old colleague of mine he's not old he's my age very young man uh, Seth Wickersham has written a uh, book and uh, my gosh this thing is the I've never seen so much buzz for a book it's better to be feared about the Patriots Seth I uh, appreciate you appreciate your friendship and appreciate you uh, by the way checking on me when I put my bicycle in that ditch you were reaching out to me, and uh, just know how much I appreciated that. And uh, I'm excited about this new book. Seth. Yeah, can you hear me? Oh, I got you. I got you. I'm sorry. I just gave you a beautiful introduction, and I don't think you heard any of it. So. <laughs> yeah, I did. Can you hear me? Oh, you did. Yeah. Okay, I got you now. Yeah, yeah I was. Hey, man, no, that was you. awesome. I mean, honestly, I should just hang up because that was such a beautiful introduction. It can only go down from here. <laughs> oh man, yeah, yeah. It 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 may do it, but my gosh, this has really been a uh, this has really been cool to see everything. Do you ever worry, Seth? When you you got a book ready to come out, and then I mean, my gosh, that ESPN story the other day, it had like fifteen different anecdotes from the book, and my only worry, Seth, was like, are are they are are they sharing too much of Seth's book? I mean, it's kind of like one of those TV shows or movies. I'm just like, wait, is 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 Seth okay with this? Them sharing this much information from the book? <laughs> no, and you know, I think that like you know, obviously, you know, some of those anecdotes you know, we're a little buzzy, but you know, the book itself yeah. is about, it's really about Tom Brady and Bill Belichick and you know, how they achieve this level of greatness. And yes, there are some, some cuss words in it and some challenging moments and whatnot, but it's really about the ingredients that fueled that greatness and what the cost of that greatness were. Yeah. And, and the fact when it ended though, that you had that anecdote where Bill wanted to not meet in person, Tom Brady obviously was going to meet in person. It's the end. And Bill wants to do that thing by phone. I, I think reading that, it just, it just fuels the thought that Belichick is this sort of dark Darth Vader like character, which we've sort of always thought in some ways it, it confirms that. Um, I, I, it's just interesting, Seth. You never know what people, I'm sure, when you write all this stuff, what are they going to react to? But, man, that, that kind of thing just seemed to confirm a lot of what our, our thoughts of are for Belichick. And I know there's stuff in the book that maybe paints him in different ways, but uh, I, I feel like, Seth, that got a whole lot of uh, reaction. And 
I mean, even when you first found that out, did it even surprise you, or have you been around Belichick and studied that team so much that that didn't surprise you at all? Well, it, it, I, it really had more to do with Brady and his reaction to it. You know, Bill was Bill was unavailable and out of town, and, and Tom was the one who later told a friend that night that he thought it was telling that they ended yeah. up, you know, saying goodbye over the phone rather than in person. It, it really had more to do with Tom's perception of it and what he told a friend that night than it did uh, Bill. Yeah, and I, I just... the conversation itself was very gracious. I mean, Bill called him the greatest player the league had ever seen, and um, you know it was a very nice call. It's just that it ended up being a call, not in person. Yeah, it's just hard to believe. I thought that was interesting the other night, though, that Belichick goes in the locker room and spends twenty twenty five minutes. Uh, Seth, you can just claim that your book and and the details that are starting to uh, some of the anecdotes that are out there caused him to want to go do that maybe he would have done it anyway but let's claim that the wickersham book caused him to do that that was uh but that was interesting um for a guy that doesn't really want to show anything and is known for his famously quick post-game hugs or handshakes to go do that i i do think it sheds light on that at the that deep deep down there has to be an enduring respect between these two guys Absolutely, and I think that it was a it was a, it was a good meeting to have. I think that like you know the game was was terrifically played. I mean those two minds going against each other, and I thought that Belichick's defense you know did a great job of slowing Brady down. He threw a lot of incomplete passes, and and Brady was able to make some incredible plays with his feet that kind of ended up changing the game. But you know that the fact that they got together after the game and kind of connected and. From Brady's perspective, at least, you know, was something that he feels like that they're in a great place. I think was was a it was good for everybody involved, and and it's I'm glad that it happened. All right, talking to Seth Wickersham, uh, it's better to be feared is the book, uh, and uh, Seth, tell everybody real quick because I don't want to forget this, like how they could maybe pre-order and uh, get the book and uh, and 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 tell this old sports writer you know, how he could maybe obtain a copy of this as well. Maybe even signed. Do I need to send it? Maybe I'll send it to you. I, I, I'd, like to, I'd like a Wickersham uh, message perhaps in there or a DM. You could just DM me. Well, you can pick up the book anywhere. You buy books. I mean, I think that people, um, you know, hopefully if, if they're interested enough to buy it, um, hopefully they'll know how to get it. But you can get it online or at any bookstore. And um, I think you and I can talk alone about that one. Yeah, yeah, okay. All right, we could we could certainly do that. Now, uh the Welker Brady moment. I I like that this excerpt that came out today. This thought mm-hmm. that if a receiver was going to say and we all know Wes Welker around the state of Texas, but even someone as close to him as that was out there trying to p- play a little foggy and then he runs a bad route and 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 Tom lets him have it. There were no like sacred cows. It, you know, it, you, the more you read, and even I think Dante Stallworth in the same in the same excerpt was worried that maybe he didn't know something in that Cowboys game. Like there, Tom was an equal opportunity. Was there was there anybody that Tom was unwilling to go after on the sideline? He's an amazing player. I think that's something that he and Belichick have in common is that they just are relentless perfectionists and they are hard and they demand a lot and can get on people's nerves, but they're very similar in that regard. We spend a lot of time talking about their differences, but they have, you know, not only 
the trait that all great you know athletes and coaches have, which is this this innate drive for perfection. But they're they're both optimists. We don't think about them that way, um, especially Belichick, who can appear very dour at times. But nobody has ever believed in the in the promise and the power and the possibilities of the next play like these two. You see it happen on international stages where Brady twice in Super Bowls rallied his team for wins when they were down double digits in the fourth quarter. All of the the goal line stands that Belichick's defenses have engineered over the years, going back to the 1986 Super Bowl against the Broncos when he was the defensive coordinator. These guys are able to flush whatever happens on any given down and focus on what's ahead better than anybody else in NFL history. And I think that that's one of the things that often gets – lost as we look at like you know the differences in personality between the two men yeah and and what do you think i I love that personality thing because tom brady now uh whether it's twitter or whatever does does it almost seem like and i mean he was always somewhat of an engaging guy at times and and maybe we're overthinking this but it just seems like since he's been at tampa bay he's turned into more of like the peyton manning in some ways kind of a lovable character who's funny on Twitter, and I just don't – I don't ever remember really that persona of him all those years with the Patriots. Am I reading too much into that, or have you, having been so close to the team and, 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 and learning all about that, do you almost see that happening? Um, I think that when you're a member of the New England Patriots, you know, you're an employee of an organization that has an organizational philosophy. And even though he was obviously not just an employee, he was, you know, Tom effing Brady. Um, you know, he, he was, I think he, he, he did speak the company line a lot. And since he's been in Tampa Bay, I think he's definitely been more willing to show us, you know, elements of his personality, definitely taken on more endorsement. It's endorsements. It seems like, and, you know, he and whoever is running his social media team are definitely more engaged on social media. What did you do the other night when, when uh, Belichick said something along the lines of, I, I'm not even sure if I've met this writer. I've, I've seen some of your quotes, but did you, did you just, what, what is it, did you, was it humorous or did you, were you just kind of like incredulous? What was your, that had to be a strange, uh, a surreal moment for you, uh, knowing kind of what you came back and have said on tw- on social media that you have had several meetings with him over the years. Yeah, just a curious thing that he said. You know, maybe I just wasn't that memorable. I'm not quite sure, but I think I think he <laughs> remembered me, and you know, I just felt it necessary to clarify that you know he, he didn't cooperate for the book, and I was very clear about that. But um, I have interviewed him on numerous occasions and met with him. Yeah, and I think one time you revealed he you didn't feel like the interview had gone particularly well, and he actually, as you're kind of getting ready to pack up and leave, we've all had those kind of interviews happen. He suddenly became uh, he, he incredibly engaging. It was things. nuts. Yeah. I mean, you know, I was we were sitting next to each other, and I was asking these questions, and my questions just weren't working. And you know, he was kind of staring at the ground, and it was just awkward and. I think after 15 or so minutes, I, I thanked him for his time. And then he just started volunteering stories, and they were good stories. It's like he understood what I was trying to get at, even if my questions weren't eliciting the best answers. And he was really, really helpful. Yeah, yeah, that had that had to be interesting. Well, the book is It's Better to Be Feared. It is Seth Wickersham from ESPN. And by the way, the uh, reaction to all this, that can be one of the most provincial communities 
and fan bases in all of sports. We see it in baseball. We see it with the Patriots. Um, but, I mean, I think, like you say, once people read this whole book, there's a lot of nuance and there's a lot of the whole picture is included. It's not just sort of these explosive things that come out. What has been the reaction so far? Or do you, uh, or did you, are you like me? You just tried never to read the comments to anything. Yeah, I don't read the comments, but the the reaction's been great. I mean, I'm very lucky to, you know, be asked to talk about the book and discuss it. And, um, you know, I'm really looking forward to it being out in the world. All right, Seth. Hey, congratulations to you. And, uh, man, I can't wait to, uh, to read it and really appreciate you uh, coming on with us. Thanks, bud. Always good to talk to you. There he goes, Seth Wickersham uh, with uh, ESPN and uh, talking about his uh, – his new book, It's Better to Be Feared, about the uh, the Patriots. And uh, lots in there about Tom Brady and, and, uh, and Bill Belichick. And uh, he, uh, he's, uh, he's doing quite a few of these, doing all kinds of media. So we appreciate him uh, jumping on with, with us. And uh, I'll tell you what, uh, Aaron, do you want to just share a copy of that book? Is that good if I secure one? Uh, I'll, uh, I'll just kind of, after I'm through, I'll just, I'll go ahead and, uh, and drop that off at your place. I've already re- made arrangements to get the book, but I appreciate it. Really? Yeah. The pre-order has been done. Oh, interesting. Absolutely. By the way, I was, I had to laugh silently. I was trying to kind of like, you know, help him out. You know, most authors want to tell everybody where they can get it. And his response was like, well, you could pretty much get this book any, I mean, it was kind of like he was offended that i asked. <laughs> oh goodness oh goodness okay all right uh it is the matt mosley show uh and it is time for tom barfield who will now take over uh and take you to six o'clock again the big announcement is tom's going to mornings seven to nine a.m and uh i will be stepping in at four to six and then of course uh the john morris show will be three to four so everything's going to work out fine, um, and uh, but it's exciting to have a morning show. Um, that'll be that'll be really cool uh, to have that seven to nine. So appreciate everybody who's been part of this one. We'll be uh, back tomorrow to do it all over again. It is the Matt Mosley Show. Game time is next. The La Vega Coaches Show with Don Hyde is brought to you by First Central Credit Union. La Vega Pirates finished non-district action with a 48-13 win over Corpus Christi Miller a week ago Saturday. I'm sure you'd prefer to be 5-0 and at this point, Coach, but considering the ranked teams that you've played in non-district, that's got to be some very valuable experience. Oh, there's no doubt. I mean, you, you can go out and try to win every game you play then. And outside of one, I think, about with seven minutes left in the game, we're down 14-7, to and we just we kind of lost our composure, and, uh, and it was a valuable lesson for us to learn. And, you know, the next week we play the number one team in the state and lose 17-14 to with a chance to win late in the game. And I mean, anytime you're in close games against good quality people, it can't help but make you better, and I feel like we're a better football team because of that. The bye week before district, has that helped you maybe get some injured players back in the lineup to start district play? Well, we really haven't had any major injuries except one to, the, to an offensive lineman. And, of course, uh, his injury was extensive, and he's out for the year. Matter of fact, he's having surgery today. And so, uh, you know, other than that, we've been pretty healthy for the most part, other than a couple of minor bumps and bruises. But, yeah, we've got some people back. But outside of that, being on a, being a bye week before you play a, the number two team in the state of Texas, Stephenville, you know, helps you uh, prepare for such a, a potent offense we have. 
You mentioned Stephenville, number two in the state. You've already taken on number one. What do the Yellow Jackets do that concerns you the most? They're very good offensively. Uh, their quarterback, Lambert, is the real deal. He can run and throw and, and read stuff, and they RPO you some, and they have really good receiving core. Uh, Eakin, number two, and, and number 24, uh, Elston, are, are both really good people. Not only that, they're really good up front, and they do a great job of blocking you at the point of attack and do a great job of pass protection. And so we're going to have to mix it up a little bit and try to cause confusion and and, and take shots when we can and, and play some man concepts and some zone concepts and, and just give them a bunch of stuff and hope something sticks. ESPN Central Texas. distance with First Central Credit Union, your local team. Cheer on with lower payments by refinancing your vehicle. Rates are as low as 1.99% APR. First Central makes it a winning season with financing set to your preferences. You can select your due date and your payment frequency. Our local lenders are here to help with a game plan that meets your needs. Apply online. We make it easy to score at firstcentralcu.com. We're your team. Membership and loan policy requirements apply. Member NCUA. How many trucks are running around Central Texas without any masculinity? Just look at the road and you'll see. With many, there's nothing there. Not one accessory. And that's what's really toxic. Sadly, truck nudity affects thousands of Central Texas trucks. But it doesn't have to be that way because it's a fully treatable condition. At Pickup Outfitter Labs, our R&D department has been working hard on this problem. And I'm excited to announce a stunning breakthrough. It's our own patented treatment called P.O. Now, anyone suffering from truck nudity can get P.O.'d. Need a bed cover? Get PO'd. Need a hitch? Get PO'd. Need a bumper, toolbox, or grill guard? You guessed it. Get PO'd. At Pickup Outfitters, we're making real progress, but we need your help. Do you know someone who needs to get PO'd? Send them to Pickup Outfitters for treatment. Our recovery center is located at 220 Lake Air Drive in Waco. See our educational video on our website at createacommotion.com. That's createacommotion.com. Are you ready to jump into a career with a local Fortune 500 company? Sherwin-Williams has warehouse opportunities available with starting pay at over $20 per hour and regional CDL driving opportunities with pay averaging $84,000 annually. Sherwin-Williams offers competitive benefits including medical, dental, vision, life insurance, 401k, and pension. Apply online at careers.sherwin.com. That's careers.sherwin.com. Or call 254-523-9500. At the Good Feet Store, all it takes is a free fitting to see how our personally fit arch supports can help relieve your pain. Just listen to Pam. I've walked all day in my cowboy boots. The pain from my back was killing me. Finally, I just tried the Good Feet Store. The gentlemen fit me with arch supports. They just helped me. Relief could be steps away. See for yourself with a free fitting and test walk at the Good Feet Store today. Your good life starts with Good Feet. Stop by today at the Good Feet Store in Waco in the Central Texas Marketplace. Did you know that United Healthcare helps connect you to doctors and therapists with 24-7 access to virtual care? So I could have therapy from my couch?